Hey everyone, this is Sharice Lee, host of Life As He Reveals. Season one is about to wrap, but before it does, we'll be releasing highlights of each episode for further reflection and to also recap the season. I'll be hosting a bonus upcoming Q&A podcast and would love to get your questions on any of our episodes or a question you have for me about this podcast. Send your questions to Sharice at lifeasereveals.com. That's S-H-E-R-I-S-E at lifeasereveals.com. And now, here are highlights from episode one, Wanting. When I say I want something, there's this immediate sense that I'm being selfish. And with this comes a certain feeling of guilt. And then begins this inner dialogue about whether or not what I want is in fact something worthy of me pursuing. I think as adults, and particularly as Christians, we've become really good at talking ourselves out of our wants. Even though we may have become good at this, we're nevertheless people who have wants, and ultimately desires are what we act on, for better or for worse. Want just seems like a very tricky thing because so often I feel that what I want is not is not what I need or wanting it in the wrong way leads me to feeling meaningless about what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think that want is bad and I feel like that's God's grace in how he... He allowed me to accomplish what I did um, through my wants. And, and now I have the opportunity, now that I've reflected on it, to make it more meaningful. As a Christian with wants, it is, it is easy to feel guilty when the wants aren't directly related to God's kingdom in some ways. Yeah. The building up of God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. It it feels selfish. Yes. It really is all the more important to consider how God can shape my desires because of that or Mm -hmm. to give him room to shape my desires. I think I think we're born wanting things. I grew up with trickle down education. As if you just know the right theology and you think the right things, it will trickle down into your heart and your behaviour, and all things will become right. Mm-hmm. But that's fundamentally not true. We have lots of educated people making bad choices, and at a very personal level, I am an educated person who knows that I shouldn't eat an entire cream cheese cake, and I do. Longings, all my longings are laid before you, O oh God, says the psalmist. 
the habit of doing it is actually showing you to long for it. It, it calculates that, oh, I can't wait until the next time. And there's something about the Christian life where if we get in the habit of doing something, it teaches us to long for it. In Genesis 3, 6, it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Here in the very first book of the Bible, we see the reason for why we should mistrust our wants. Our wants are corrupted because of sin and the fall. Adam and Eve had no reason to desire anything more than all that God had given them. But when Satan questioned if God truly had their best in mind, a wrong desire resulted, which led to the introduction of sin into the human race. As a result of acting on this wrongful desire, everything turns upside down. Unless we acknowledge that sin has corrupted our wants, we will think too highly of our desires and not see the need for our rescue. Romans 8, 1-2 There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. This freedom in Christ from our sin is such good news. Jesus Christ gives us rescue from our sinful selves. Yes, the flesh that we live in at present is still sinful, and the tension will remain with us until sin is finally dealt with and Satan is ultimately destroyed. But those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, meaning we're no longer bound to it with its passions and desires. So what do we do about want in our day-to-day lives? Let's speak practically to what this can look like. Well, first, it means that we need to pay attention to what our wants are. We need to become aware of them and not just dismiss them. Certainly, some of those wants will be good and others not so much. And when we find ourselves with too many wants that go against how God has called us to live, we need to examine more what's forming our wants. It's our habits that transform us, more so than just knowledge alone, as Bronwyn reminded us. We need the habit of prayer. As I make known to God the deep longings of my heart, I'm saying I trust God with my wants and He will deal with them. That's faith. We also need the habit of Christian community. I have this problem of letting things spiral when I dwell alone with the tensions of my flesh. This can be entirely unhealthy. Being with other Christians, even as introverted as I am, identifying a small group of others helps me get out of my head and check my wants. I admit that I often don't tell others what I want because I'm embarrassed. We need to lose that feeling of shame and recognize that we are creatures who are made to want, and together as we work out as Christians how to desire God more than all else, we need the encouragement of each other. And to be reminded that want is not necessarily a bad thing. As we learned, our want points us to a greater fulfillment in eternity. Also, as we worship with others and do things like partake of communion, we engage in physical reminders that we all need Jesus. Finally, we need to be in God's Word. 
In it are stories like the prodigal son, a story of someone who acted on his wants, and even in that selfish, sinful want to venture from the father, the father was forgiving and gracious. This gives perspective to our wants, allowing us to see that God has already found a way to deal with our sin and give us hope as we sojourn on in the dailiness of our routines. That's particularly effective for me as a perfectionist, wanting to always get things right and being disappointed when I can't want things in the right way. But knowing that God ultimately is forgiving and allows us to mess up just so that we can see, again, how much we need Him, that is such a great thing. Thanks for listening to the Life as He Reveals podcast. For more episodes, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can find me on my website, lifeisthereveals.com. Remember to also email me your questions on this episode or any of our episodes from season one to Sharice at lifeisthereveals.com. That's S-H-E-R-I-S-E at lifeisthereveals.com.